Welcome to Preston's Super Show. Here we are. We've made it. We're finally here. It's been it's been a while for you, hasn't it? I mean, just since Friday, right? So it's been a while. Here we are on Sunday, first day of spring, March the 20th, 2022. And uh, we're looking to have some fun today. We're looking to have a lot of fun. Uh, before I go into Toonami, I thought I'd talk about Adult Swim tonight and kind of something you want to see on there tonight, which is Smiling Friends. It's a new show on there. It's been pretty good. Um, right now, Adult Swim really has two shows that I like. One is Laser Wolf. If you haven't seen that, it's funny. Um, and it's not... You don't want to be watching stupid stuff all the time. It'll make you dumb. So, you know, you want comedy that's a little bit more educated in a way. I don't know how how else I could put that. But just a little bit more upstanding comedy. Um, and then... In a little less obscene, I guess is the right way to put it. So, Laser Wolf and Smiling Friends, those are the shows you're really looking for. But today's about Toonami. Uh, the Toonami recap, I have some uh, headlines I'm going to go through uh, through with you at the end of the show. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll run through those. You know how we do around here. We don't mess around. Um, so, Shin Mew Episode 7, Future. It's what we started Toonami on. Um, I hear you talking the talk, Rio. But I don't see you walking the walk. This episode had a lot of talking in it. Uh, I'm not against that. I don't get that like twisted or confused. I'm not against that. Um, the action was far and few between. That's what I was against. Some parts I did like revolved around Rio meeting Yu Hong, who you learn of her name at the end of the episode. You really don't even know her name for the whole episode. Uh, Rio learns G, a new style and method behind mixed martial arts. J-I-E, G, all caps. One of those signs we were talking about in the last podcast. This is a good episode because Z Hong wouldn't train Rio because he didn't understand G yet. K-J-I-E. Master Chen who Rio's training with, puts in the good word for him, okay? And that was important after he tests Rio by making him refrain from fighting in public as he was a test, a test he passes flawlessly. Uh, this episode is a three-star episode, okay? Three stars, flat out. Starting Toonami off light. Uh, Rio is my favorite character in this episode. I mean, the episode's about him. Uh, Joey's mixed in there and, his, you know, some of his friends, but it's really about Rio. Um, so, good job, Shin Mew. I know next episode should be better. Uh, then we move on to Attack on Titan. And, you know, maybe you would like a uh, description that I can drum up from TV Dime and just give you a little description on this episode, a little bit of background to help you and see. I track all my shows on uh, TV time, so it's easier to flip back and kind of see, you know, where you left off on and what that episode was about and how the community felt about it uh, is another thing I like. I have an interest in. With no walls left on the island and Shiganania full of titans, the scouts must battle their former comrades in the midst of it all. Gabby is determined to find and rescue Falco at whatever cost. 
And this was a shocking episode. Uh, I could tell you that it was a lot of uh, fun, but it was intense fun. Um, like, I was really into this episode. Aaron is sending all the Titans to destroy the Global Military Alliance. Like, that's what's happening here. A lot of killing. Uh, a lot of fighting in this episode. Okay, fast paced to this one. A lot of dying in this episode. Really a lot of dying. Four star episode. Gabby was my favorite character. And she really has two or three main parts. Um, where she saves someone's life and she does it again later. But yes, uh, those those three parts are worth rewatching this episode for. Attack on Titan episode 81, Thaw. Um, this is a episode that really helped attack on titan in their final season and i can uh i'm starting to understand why people like this uh, anime as much as they do so we move on assassination classroom season two episode 13 now this is this was make or break time for Toonami in a lot of ways for tonight's ratings. I can tell you that. And uh, this episode, Let Live Time, um, was a three-star episode. Um, I was amused. I understood it. Um, Principal Asano, it's about his background. Okay, so it's about his background. Plenty of funny parts in this episode. Although it feels like one big diatribe uh, from Principal Asano, we are in his memories for a lot of the episode. You know, he's a villain, so we get to see the villain's background and are supposed to feel bad for him. Uh, the show ends with a play from E-Class, and it's wacky, but it's the only play we see. So it's hard to compare that to anybody else. Um, funniest moment is when the teacher is bragging about his stock portfolio. Oh, our stock portfolio is up 100%. And uh, they kind of, you know, <laughs> do something funny and they cut it out and go, you know, you really didn't have to say that. You know, you really don't have to brag on it. Like, you know, I agree. Like, so much. Like, it, like dang. At some point, keep it to yourself. Like, like, read the room. We're all in here doing something different. Let's just have fun, normal conversations. Let's not be clouded by greed and things of the flesh you know that's not what we're here for you're gonna do that on your own time okay and you're doing that probably uh all of your time okay amen this episode was three stars flat out um a little bit dull favorite character was koro sensei he spars the whole class at once and he like turns it to a peach face it's funny but uh yeah it's a three-star episode it's really Let's feel bad for the principal. He's an evil villain, and here's his past, and this is why he's evil. Well, too bad. You're evil, and we're going to judge you based on being evil. We'll move on to Maiden Abyss, episode 10, Poison and the Cure. And uh, this episode was a little bit a little bit much for uh, your uh, buddy Presto. This episode was a little bit much, um, a little bit over the top uh, for me. Poison and the Curse. So, quickly, the description. Reg and Rico run into trouble deep in the fourth layer. Where they meet an interesting creature. But is she friend or foe? 
Well, they really spoil it for you with that description because you don't even meet that creature until the end, the actual actual end of the episode. So that just shows you how boring this one is. Rico gets poisoned and it's bad. Like she's bleeding from her eyes, her ears, her everything. She needs her arm cut off and Reg has to do it. However, it looks grim and she's not breathing. Like it didn't work. Then a fluffy stuffed animal chick shows up, sort of. Her name is Nananchi. She's going to repair the hand and heal her. Reg has to help her and she tells him she is what cave raiders fear. A hollow. Episode was okay. It's a two-star episode. It's actually probably like the truest two stars I can give for an episode. Um, so that's what that's what I have to say about that one. Moving to the back nine of the golf course, like the back half of Toonami. Um, this is where it's like relax mode. Like for a lot of people, they they probably go to bed. But uh, for me, I'm trying to give you an honest review. So I'm staying up. This episode, you would have actually liked if you stayed up and paid attention to it. State of emergency. Ryu Palace taken over. Exclamation point. Taken over. Ah, oh. four star episode. Uh, it was amusing. Roran Zoro is my favorite uh, character in this episode. He nails it. He's the realist. He's like laying it down, like trying to guide them in the right direction because Luffy's doing his thing, right? So we'll talk about that. There's a lot of dialogue in this episode, right? This was a big dialogue night for Toonami. They didn't even realize what they were doing. Uh, they, You know why? Because Sarah... The chick that does the little fairy. Who I like. Don't get me wrong. I really like her. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just trying to make a point here. That her and Tom. They're like. Like Sarah's Twitter. It's like the return tonight. Okay. It's supposed to be the return. Right. Like they have this little show they're going to put together. That didn't happen. Uh, even Toonami Faithful uh, put out and, and thought it was going to happen. So none of them knew what was happening so we all think that's happening that didn't happen then they run the advertisement on toonami not on the adult swim part but on the toonami part the return next week hello you know what i mean do you not know what is going on in your own show hello does preston super show know toonami better than tom and sarah hello wake up so in this episode and now it's time to get to the meat and potatoes. Okay, we got to get the meat and potatoes here. The Straw Hats holds King Neptune and the entire Ragu Palace hostage. Let's see how, that's why you don't mess with the Straw Hats. Luffy takes Princess Shara Shoshi for a ride in her Megalo Shark. Very cool. And he's trying to swoon her. Luffy's trying to swoon her. Okay, but she's a crybaby. Uh, they are about to leave the Fishman Islands. Okay. Uh, Zoro, like I said, he's he's right away. He's funny. He's real. Nami has some good lines thrown in there. Um, for four stars because it, that fits this episode. It wasn't a five star episode. Wow, that was banging. Wow, I can't wait. No, it was like that was four stars. Can't wait to watch something else. And then you get One Piece again. They're not helping themselves. They're setting themselves up for failure with this show. On Toonami. And it's a good show. But you're not going to appreciate it this way. You're, you're just not. 
So then we get to the next episode. Ryu Palace quivers. The case of kidnap Shiver Shoshi. Now this episode was a little bit weird. And uh, all of a sudden Chomper's like crying again. We're like, Chomper, stop. Um, Three star episode. I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to be too harsh. I've already given out a two star. No one's gotten to the coveted five star. You know, so this is going to be a tough one. Uh, Usopp is my favorite character in this episode. Because right away, this episode was headed for a low star. But it got better when Usopp took over and the villain showed up. Three star episode exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Usopp, thank you for making it watchable and allowing me to stay up for the next show. Um, which is Naruto Shippuden. The grown-up Naruto. Adult Naruto. The real Naruto now. Well, the real Naruto... Please stand up. And this one was The Divine Tree. Season 17, episode 20. Fun episode here. Uh, let me give you the description because it's important you know what we're talking about if you didn't watch. But you should. Naruto and Minato combine their powers to perform a sage jutsu attack on Obito. And again, that's like a made in abyss description. Because realistically that doesn't happen until the end of the show most of this episode is naruto and tentails having a battle of wits uh so naruto is talking to tentails before it gets real and it does get real without spoiling too much because you need to watch this episode really but it's a four star episode didn't notch the fifth star my favorite character in this one is naruto and it's a tense episode it's a very tense feeling uh, you get from this episode the entire time. And uh, it wasn't boring because you need to understand what's going on. Sometimes it takes two or three episodes before the big episode happens. But in those two or three episodes, there's a lot of things that if you miss, you won't understand that big episode. Okay. So that's why I tell you to pay attention uh, to, to Naruto Shippuden. That second episode of One Piece, uh, you do what you want. Cowboy Bebop, Wild Horses. Um, this episode, episode 19, and this episode is a precursor to the end. A lot of people didn't catch that. A lot of people don't understand Cowboy Bebop. I do because I've seen each episode probably seven or eight times, maybe more, because I've been around before Cowboy Bebop came around, okay? I'm not like some other people that were born after Cowboy Bebop was made. I was alive before Cowboy Bebop, and I was able to understand what's going on, so... While Spike pays a visit to the man who built his ship, Faye and Jet go fishing for space pirates. So right away, you can understand that we have two different stories again. Uh, great ship animation, great uh, ship battles in space flying around shooting. There's a great character buildup, plot buildup. Spike is my favorite character here. He's super nonchalant. He's enjoying himself. He's having fun. Uh, five-star episode. This is the only five-star I'm giving out tonight. It's the last episode of the night. If you stayed up, you got to see the five-star. Again, we get two different stories. Um, in one episode's removing the dullness and the boringness that comes from a storyline that goes cold or goes, or goes sour for a while. And, uh, that really rounds out Toonami and, uh, a fun Saturday night. Today is the first day of spring. 
Thank you for staying with me for the Toonami recap. I'll be right back after this. Thank you for staying with me this far. Appreciate you. All right, we are back. And thank you for staying with me. I have some news headlines. And then what I want to do is round out with NFL free agency news. So first headline is uh, an antitrust bill that would bar mergers over $5 billion allow regulators to unwind other deals that have already been done. Um, this is written by Tim DeChant at ArsTechnica.com. And I'll link the article so you can read it in full. I'm just going to give you a couple highlights. Two Democratic lawmakers introduced a new bill on Wednesday that would institute a host of new regulations to scrutinize mergers, including a prohibition of those valued at more than $5 billion. Why are they so worried about that? The Prohibiting Anti-Competitive Mergers Act, sponsored by Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Democrat from the state of Massachusetts, and Representative Mondaire Jones, Democrat out of New York, would also prevent mergers and acquisitions that would increase market share among sellers and buyers beyond certain thresholds and would give regulators additional tools to unwind mergers. It's abuse of power. Um, the article goes on to say, while the $5 billion threshold index to inflation may capture headlines, this bill is perhaps most notable because it attempts to limit companies' dominance as an employer to by preventing any one firm from controlling more than 25% of a labor market. The recent rise in corporate consolidation has increased unemployment, suppressed wages, and allowed companies to hike up prices even further during this period of inflation, Jones said. So here you have uh, the Democrats ramping up their efforts uh, to really, really hurt the economy before the elections come and they're uh, voted out, tossed out. So... This antitrust bill pushed by the Democrats. Uh, it's time for some straight talk about this. That's what President Gerald Ford said after he stepped up after uh, Nixon's resignation. Really attacking FDR's fireside chats with the people in that speech. This progressive Democrat bill is an abomination. They are using corporate America as a scapegoat. You like stocks? bonds or crypto then you need not like this bill remember the names of who are pushing this bill that i gave you do not give them a single vote come election day mergers and acquisitions save jobs that would be lost anyhow from companies faulting on their debts and going out of business and closing stores uh, nationwide they're not ready for that conversation no they want to control the conversation. So I have some quick history for you. Let me get a coffee here. <sighs> President Taft was known as a trust buster. Okay. He was known to go after the corporations. Um, remember Taft served under Teddy Roosevelt. And Taft was the only president to serve as chief justice and president also in 1912 
Taft worked without a vice president until his election defeat. Uh, people didn't like that very much. Taft also declined to be nominated uh, for the Supreme Court multiple times. Uh, so is this a power-hungry man? No. The point is he went after corporations that were treating workers unfairly. Democrats and even Teddy Roosevelt, who founded the Progressive Party, hated him and the Republicans for it. Now look how the shoe is on the other foot. Okay, what they hated most, they became. Then they amplified it at the taxpayer's expense. How do you like that? They failed to mention, as a result of their progressive Democrat policies, America's domestic economy has been crippled. Under President Trump, we were energy independent for the first time in my lifetime. In less than one year, under Biden's misfits, we have become energy dependent on all these other nations that have nothing but problems. That is a darn shame. A darn shame. So some lighter news. Uh, our universe may have a twin. This is uh, hot off the press from LiveScience.com, written by Paul Sutter. And uh, uh, let me just give you a couple highlights here. A wild new theory suggests there may be another anti-universe running backwards in time prior to the Big Bang. The idea assumes that the early universe was small, hot, and dense, and so uniform that looks uh, symmetric going backward and forward. If true, the new theory means that dark matter isn't so mysterious. It's just a new flavor of a ghostly particle called a neutrino that can only exist in this kind of universe. And the theory implies there would be no need for a period of inflation that rapidly expanded the size of the young cosmos soon after the Big Bang. If true, then future experiments to hunt for gravitational waves or to pin down the mass of neutrinos could answer once and for all whether this mere anti-universe exists. And it's a long article, very detailed. I'm going to link it for you. And I have some thoughts about this that I want to share with you. I would not be surprised at all, okay, if it's true. If it's true, it's God's work. He created the universe and every galaxy. Palms 8.3 in the King James Version of the Bible the true version of the Bible um, because it's complete. It's not missing text and not altered. Palms 8.3. Okay. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. Palms 8.3 in the King James Version of the Bible will tell you right there. This is God's work. So we move on to another fun topic. Uh, from Inverse.com. And who is Inverse.com? Who created this? I'm going to give you some background about them. You know Twitter? You like Twitter? Okay. If you like Twitter, then Inverse.com is the co-founder of Twitter. Not Jack Dorsey and his clan, but the co-founder and his people. Okay, that's Inverse. So, this article is really cool, and it's uh, titled, The Ridiculously Fluffy Rodent May Hold the Secret to Longevity. Um, and what you'll get out of this is 
these little fluffy creatures, uh, yellow-bellied uh, marmots, they go into hibernation and stop aging, basically, okay? So the reason uh, that they stop aging is because they, when they sleep, it shuts down all their biological functions. So they're finding out that by sleeping, these rodents are living uh, longer than they're supposed to. So get your sleep, people. You know what I mean? That's the just of it. It's a really powerful article that way. When you read this, and I'm going to link it for you, so you can take the time and examine it, um, because it is really good and it's really smart. And like I say, I look at a lot of different uh, news sources, so I'm always picking up different things that relate to health and wellness, because those two things are very important in my life. So that's why I hold up, you know, the scripture and and, and talk to you all about it when you come here to visit the channel. And uh, wherever you listen to the podcast as well. Um, and make sure you go to Spotify uh, to see the video. If you use Spotify, the videos on there um, uh, for the episodes I've been releasing lately, the last two. And I'm going to continue to do that uh, since they've opened that up to me and they were so kind to do that. Um, I feel really good about that. And uh, I thank the Lord for that as well. But this article was written by Ilana Spivak. And that's what I wanted to tell you. Okay, so make sure I get the, the author's name out there for this article. It's very good. Very, very good. I don't want to spoil too much of it, like I said. I uh, just kind of wanted to give you the main theme of that and allow you to reflect on that. Like, hey, I'm getting this sleep. I'm not missing out on anything. Don't feel like you're missing out on anything. So we're going to talk about some uh, free agency news. Uh, start with the Packers. Uh, Green Bay Packers tied in Robert Tanyan stays on a one-year deal. Also, Russell Douglas, a cornerback who played big, big time last year, is coming back with a three-year deal. You also have um, really, really interesting situation where Devontae Adams leaves the Packers. And a lot of people are kind of ups upset about that. But you have to understand, like, as soon as he left, all these deals started happening. Now we get Robert Tanya back. Now we get Russell Douglas back. So our defense is going to get better because we have the money to do that. Our offense is going to be all right because we have Aaron Rodgers and he's able to throw it to anybody. Okay. So don't get twisted there. Um, like he can't, you know, make anything happen. The guy played, played one season on one leg for half the season. Uh, so the best move for the Green Bay Packers was to trade Devontae Adams. Um, obviously it wasn't working. It takes more than one great receiver and great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Takes an entire roster, which, sorry, Raiders fans, uh, your defense is soft, and uh, now you have less money to fix it because they spent so much money uh, getting these offensive weapons together, and their defense is not that good, and I expect uh, them to be exposed this season because of that. Uh, in college news, Emory Jones enters the transfer portal. Um What's next for Florida Gators? Uh, because they're going to need a quarterback. Um, AEW. I know there's some AEW fans out there. I like AEW. I don't watch the WWE, but uh, I do tune in to AEW. Watch their last pay-per-view. AEW Revolution 2022 grosses over $8 million. So, it's a big number um, for them. Uh, as a 
like a little brother to the WWE. So good, good for you, AEW. Um, a lot of people uh, are waiting for this dream match in AEW. Have you heard about the dream match? Um, the acclaimed want to face the Hardy Boys in a dream match. Uh, so you may be getting that. Uh, and also in AEW news, their video game. Um, a little bit of an update there. The story mode is confirmed. You're going to get a career. Uh, so that is going to really propel AEW, just like it did WWE, and, and get a solid competitor out there. Um, and that's what the WWE needs, like Madden needs. Co competition. And here are the Democrats bringing it all full circle for you. Here are the Democrats trying to stomp out competition. Don't let them fool you. Oh, we're just fighting for the workers. Today, in liberal Canada, they shut down a train and the workers went on strike. Why is that? Well, that's because of the progressive policies that are in place, pushing the workers to the brink. It's exactly what it is. Don't forget what you heard. You heard it here on Preston Super Show. That's where it mattered. That's where it counted. That's where you wouldn't put the time into and listen to it and said, wow, I got the good word. I got a lot of good words. And now I can take all that and I can reflect on it. And you can go and become even better, even smarter than I am. And that's what I hope you do. Uh, get closer to God and seek his face. And, and remember on this Sunday, on this holy day, that we are one in accord with him. And we are, you know, steadily moving on a path of righteousness. And we can't be distracted. And we can't let ourselves be bogged down by the things of the flesh. AW console video game uh, by Mark Middleton out of WrestlingInc.com. Um, I wanted to just kind of to tell you uh, that, okay, there was a really good wrestling game, Raw versus SmackDown. And I would go back and play it if I had it. At some point, I'll get an old console and, and get a couple old games and have, have a good time with it. Maybe do a stream on Twitch or something with it to have, have fun. So, Ukes is a company that helped make Raw vs. SmackDown. Ukes is the developer for the AEW video game. Now, they don't have a publisher announced yet. They may have a publisher, but it's not announced yet. Um, and there may be a lot of reasons for that. And they may very well not have a publisher yet. But it is scheduled to be released on both Xboxes. Well, actually, all three Xboxes because you have the Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One. I have the S. Um, and then uh, my brother has the X. And then the PlayStation 5, I know a couple of my friends have that. And then the PlayStation 4, I do know a couple of my friends that it, have that and either have that or still or have had it. So I've I've also, you know, been able to play on all these different consoles and, and check it out xbox is always my preference because of the controllers more comfortable and even if i was going to play on a computer probably for a lot of my story games that i'd play a campaign on because a lot of campaigns can teach you things so and it puts you in the game it's a little bit funner than watching tv or watching a movie it's a little bit funner so and a little bit better use of your time than that too so putting yourself into the game and into the story is very very interesting so, yeah, stay tuned for more updates that I'll have for you on this game. And uh, I can't wait to play it. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it for our show today. That does it for our program. I mean, it, God bless you. Thank you for staying with me this far. 
Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen in Jesus' name, amen. Can I get an amen out there? I will be back Thursday, I want to say. Do Thursday for the next podcast uh, and incorporate some different things in there for you. Have my Star Trek review of Picard. See if I get around to Severance. I'm still working on that, so uh, bear with me. I'm a very busy man, uh, as I should be. Uh, but just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms 37 4.